Hello and welcome to the Unshakable Fit Podcast. This is where we go in-depth on fitness and health conversations, helping you achieve success in every area of your life. Now, before we get into today's podcast, if you would follow or subscribe, depending on the platform that you are consuming this on, but only if you get value out of this podcast. With that, let's get into today's content. Hello, welcome to today's episode. We are starting with client wins today. We got three clients that we're going to shout out today. They deserve it. Someone uh, got their first pull up. Uh, Then the next two topics we're going to talk about are tracking your food. Why is it important? What does it do for you? How do you wean off of it so that you can intuitively eat? And then leading into that, there you need to be careful with who you take advice from because there's information out there, but it's more of how do you apply it? Does it apply to you? And is it good for your specific, well, life? And so we're going to get into that. I've got a few examples of that. Um, so yeah, so let's with that, let's get into it. So client wins today. Whitney. Whitney got her first pull up. That was one of her first goals that she wanted uh, when she first came and saw me. And she finally hit that this week. And that's just, it's super awesome to see that uh, with her. Like she had to be patient with me because she also wants to do a body recomp. And if anyone knows what body recomp is, like we are basically just recompositioning your body to more muscle mass, um, to lower your body fat. But it's a slower process because we're not necessarily cutting, but we're also not necessarily bulking. We're kind of staying around maintenance, but we're also pushing the weight and being very strict with how we do things so that our body changes, right? So it's a slower process. And with that, it's a little bit harder to see a full, well, like a pull-up, for example, because pull-up is strength to weight ratio. And so it's harder to well, get more weight off of you while you're also building muscle on this recomp because fat loss is a little bit slower on it and muscle building is a little bit slower on it, but it's more of an exchange. So over time, it's a really good um, strategy, but in the short term, it can be a little, uh, well, you need patience for it. So it's finally paying off for her. It took about three to four months for us to get here, but we're here and we're actually now just starting her cut. She's a couple weeks into it and uh, we're feeling good. She's feeling good. This is going to be exciting. Uh, And then Kathy, so she just got back from some trips and we are now going to start her cut. She was on her maintenance, back on maintenance for a little bit to kind of reset her body, allow her to kind of not track and kind of uh, be a little bit more relaxed with her eating, especially as she's traveling and with family and everything like that. And so now we are in a good place to start cutting again. So that's going to be exciting to see her progress and she's ready. She's already starting to track. Our official cut doesn't start until Saturday when we do our weigh-in. And so... Uh, yeah, we're excited for that. And then Blanca, Blanca has been doing fantastic. We just had our check-in call a couple of days ago and she hasn't necessarily been tracking, but the cool thing with her though, is she is just being more mindful and she's feeling good about it. She's being more mindful of her protein, eating it with every single meal. She's being mindful of the types of foods that she is eating. She's feeling stronger in the gym. She's being more consistent in the gym. And that's what it's about. It's not necessarily just always looking at the scale. It's not necessarily always just tracking your food to be perfect. It's all about being mindful, being consistent, and being intentional with your food, with your exercise. And uh, yeah, and that is what she is doing. She's feeling good and she's seeing progress. So that's really exciting. And I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited to keep continuing to work for her and so our work with her. And so uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Okay, so let's get into... The topics. I'm kind of uh, I've I'm I'm passionate about these topics because I see this on a uh, daily basis, and it can be a little frustrating at times. Uh, it just yeah, it can. 
the first one is tracking your food okay so a lot of people see that and hear that right as a form of what's the word i'm looking for eating disorder there we go now here's the thing is tracking food for everybody no it is not if you have um previous history of food obsession of any type of eating disorder that revolves around controlling everything that you are eating, then tracking your food isn't the best for you, okay? So like you should be doing other things, just being more mindful and practicing, well, eating. That's really what it comes down to. Like you need to start with just eating and not judging yourself and shaming yourself for eating. Um, that's, that's step one. Tracking is way down the line. If it ever happens, sometimes like I, I probably wouldn't even suggest it ever for that person. And we just, we need to reassess to the goals and where we're going to go from there. But this tracking your food, this is geared towards more who's someone that has a, okay, like doesn't have any kind of prior history with eating disorders that has a little bit of skewed, uh, relationship with food. And so we need to start establishing better awareness and so that is the first reason for tracking your food is for awareness. That's what it is. Like, I don't know how many times I've had people track their food and then they start realizing, wow, I didn't realize how many calories were in that. Yeah, there's a lot of calories in nuts. Like you wouldn't expect it, but there's a lot of calories in a handful of cashews. There just are. There's also a lot of calories in cake. There's also a lot of calories in cheese, right? So like things that you might not think of that you grab for like as a little snack or something like that is actually a little like pushing you over the edge. And so that's, that's part of it is, is awareness, but then food intake, right? So that what we were just talking about, like how much are you actually intaking on a daily basis? So whenever I first start working with someone, I have them track for a week, um, for multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is so that I can see how much they're intaking. I need to see and assess where they're at, what types of foods they eat, on what days do they typically go over, like things like that. Like usually what it is, is you, you will have days, like during the week usually, where you'll undereat. This is usually how it happens. You'll undereat actually a little bit. And then you, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you start blowing up the calories because you've been so deprived during the week. And then also too, you usually think of it as, okay, I'm off of work. I deserve to let loose and have fun. And so then it's both. That mentality of you letting loose and having fun treating yourself but then also too your body is craving things now because you are calorie deficient you're in a pretty big deficiency or deficit so then therefore your body's going to start craving things you're just, you're just going to start eating more a lot of sugars and and quick energy which is why your your body craves those things and so that's two right and then being mindful right so then the next step is once you're starting to assess, like you have awareness, you understand food intake now, you're starting to see like how much protein, carbs, and fats are in certain foods, and just understanding like how you feel on those calories on a daily basis. You're starting to understand how you're supposed to feel through the day, and then you're also starting to understand what cravings mean. Because if you're not eating enough, you are going to crave. Like I'll, I, I, I hear people talk about this too, like... Listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs. Not necessarily. If, you're, if you have been eating these processed foods since birth, your food compass is probably going to be a little skewed, right? So all of these foods have been engineered. All these processed foods have been engineered to be hyper palatable, which means they are going to taste so good and sweet. 
it's so funny like i remember like like have you like not drinking a coke for a long time and then you go take a sip and you're like whoo like that was sugary it's kind of the same thing that's what it is like you're starting to to basically resensitize your body to whole foods and so then fruit fruit starts tasting sweet again right not and not the super sweet ones like grapes always uh, like taste super sweet but strawberries are one that i've noticed strawberries for sure if i have been on a bad kick of sugar and then i try to eat a strawberry it's actually not that sweet for me it's pretty bland it's like a eh, okay it's like a little sprinkle of sugar in it but if i haven't like really eaten a lot of um added sugars cakes sodas like things like that and then i go eat a strawberry i'm like like that's a treat, man. Like that is a dessert. And so that resensitizing your body to those things will then allow you to be able to understand cravings, but then also eating enough. If you're in a deficit for a lot, then your body is going to start craving certain sugars. Like it's going to it's going to start craving like quick carbs because it needs energy. It's tired. It needs calories. So like it's not always going to crave the best thing for your health. Something like it but once again, you you have to first give your body what it needs for then your body to understand too, like you, your brain to understand why you are craving these things. So that's another thing too, is a, a part about being mindful of why we track our food, because it also teaches our body how it feels to be on enough protein, how it feels to be on enough calories consistently. And so then when you start kind of going off of that path, you start understanding why you crave things you'll start understanding maybe why you're feeling this way so if you're feeling weak you might be like well let me reassess what i've eaten today or even yesterday yeah i didn't get enough protein yeah i didn't get enough fiber right uh yeah i didn't get enough of this or that so then therefore that's probably what i need to eat today instead of grabbing the cookies or sugars or something like that so that's a big part of why you track your food as well and then this is what leads to intuitive eating so this is what leads to be now being able to eat properly, being able to be at a healthy body fat, be able to build muscle, whatever it is that you want to do without necessarily having to track your food all the time. So like, like for me, for example, if I'm not trying to push like a lot of muscle building, if I'm not trying to push like a specific goal, I don't really track my food much because I know in a roundabout way how much I'm supposed to eat what my daily meals need to look like in terms of protein, because I've tracked my food so much now that I can basically guesstimate how much protein is in the chicken. I can guesstimate how much protein is going to be in that steak. I know how many carbs, like a couple of rices, like things like that, right? So when I go out to eat, I can kind of see the, the mixture of carbs, fats, and protein so that I, I, I intuitively know what that's going to do for me, how it's going to make me feel. And then also two hunger levels. Like if I'm pretty hungry an hour after that, I knew that that wasn't enough calories in that meal or it wasn't enough protein in that meal to keep me satiated. Things like that. That is what leads to intuitive eating. That's another reason why we track our food is because of that. Okay. Now let's get into the next topic. The next topic. This is where you have to be careful with who you take your advice from, okay? Now, this is going to, um, trying to think of how I want to structure this. Be careful, yeah. So you want to be careful with who you take your advice from, and that's because you have to understand, or they have to understand where you're coming from. Because some advice for people, for certain people, is not going to be a good advice for others. Like, for example, like, especially on the internet, it's super crazy 
is that whenever someone asks just for some advice about weight loss, you have so many people that have their opinions. You have so many people that have heard things about intermittent fasting, a keto carnivore, um, this or that, uh, tracking your food or uh, whatever, right? And then they'll start throwing it out there, right? Oh, water's the key. Oh, this is the key. Oh, this is the key. Well, first, let's reassess things. Like, what what do they need to focus on first? So let's start asking questions, right? Like, okay, what have you done in the past? What are you currently doing? Are you doing anything? Where do you want to go? Like, uh, how much weight do you want to lose? Or how much muscle mass do you want to lose? Like, what is it that you want it to look like? How are, how are you feeling right now? Like, what what is going on? And then you can start looking at, okay, well, then let's kind of go down the list and see what you need to focus on first. Uh, or that's easier for you to focus on or create a habit in because you don't want to just start with all these different things, um, go balls to the wall, right? And then not be able to stick with it and then get really frustrated with yourself and then stop. Or if you start with a habit that you're like, yeah, that's a good habit to do. But for your life and your situation, that might be really difficult for you to start with so that whenever you start trying to do that habit of whatever it is, and you're not able to stick with it because once again, it's very hard for you to do it at this time in your life, then that can be very discouraging. That can be very discouraging. And then you might stop. Like, for example, I was having this conversation with my client yesterday and we were talking about um, his compliancy with his eating and his tracking, right? And in terms of his weight and his body fat, and then also too, like how, how, I coach him versus how I coach other people. And we're talking about that because a big thing in this fitness industry right now, and it's not necessarily bad, but once again, it's not advice for everyone. That is, you need to have, you need to be lenient with yourself, right? Now that's true, right? Perfection doesn't mean that you are, you know, like, or it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, right? You do need to be consistent. You're going to be, you know, uh, you're not going to be perfect. You're, you're, you're not going to, you know, be on the plan hundred percent. We all know this, right? Coaches all know this. It's fine. It's okay. But here's where it gets tricky is because certain people that already have a harder time sticking to something. If you tell them that, then the compliance, like, let's say like the compliance to be able to see progress is 80%, which it is. Like you need to be compliant to the program and tracking your food 80% of the time. Like you need to be on it 80% of the time to really see results, right? But let's just say they're already at that 80%. But then because of they hear all this about like you need to be balanced, you need to incorporate all this in your life, blah, 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 blah. Well, now their compliance goes down to 50%. Well, now they're really not going to see that, that great of results. Or they'll see results one week or two weeks or three weeks, but then go back right? And it kind of goes back and forth. Okay. And so that like those people, I don't coach with that. Like, like I remember him asking me one time, like, when is my cheat meal? I looked at him and I said, you don't get one. <laughs> it's like, there's no such thing as that for you because you already are at like, and I didn't tell him this, but like you're already at 50% compliancy. Like I'm not going to give you some sort of a refeed day or something like that when you can't even hit 80% compliance. Like that doesn't make any sense. But on the flip side, I had to tell someone to be more lenient on themselves. See, it just depends on who you are. I've got this lady, like Whitney, their first pull-up. Like, she is very much, like, on it to a T, man. Like, she tracks her food every single day. She gets her workouts in. And if she can't get her workouts in or she can't track her food, she beats herself up about it. Like, she is very much, she's like, I'm going to be on this. I have a goal and I'm going to hit it. Like, I love that. But she also, like, 
has a very busy life. Like I posted about her. She's a beast. She has so much going on, but she makes it happen. But I, I told her, I said, because she had like a really bad week the other week because of all the life situations and just everything started piling up and things didn't just go as planned. And so she wasn't able to get all her workouts in. And so now for this month, we kind of have to take it down for four days, three days, which is fine. But to her, that's like a failure. Then I, but I, I told her, I said, and we also started our cut as well. And I told her, I said, if you have weeks like that where you're super stressed and things are just not going your way and you're also hungry because she is hungry, I said, you can eat a little bit more if you need to to like give something to yourself. Like if everything is not going right or whatever it is and then you're hungry, like if you need to have a little bit of your to yourself, like I get that. It's okay. And she looked at me. She goes, yeah, but that's not on plan. And once again, as a coach, I completely respect that and I love to hear that. But then also too, like I have to tell her it is okay. Like there is a balance. Like you do need to hear this. She needs to hear this. Like there is a balance and I do need to be softer with her, but other guys I need to be harder on. So it just depends on who you're talking to. So especially online, when you're giving people advice, like you gotta ask questions. Don't just throw generic answers out there and you need to actually coach the person, which is why there's a difference between someone just who has knowledge and just hears things versus a, a coach who has experience and has wisdom on how to apply knowledge and not just knows things. There's a big difference there. So like there, and it's so funny too, cause uh, like I'll have clients come in and we'll, we'll be talking to like, Oh, Hey, I heard about this. And should I be doing that? And I'm just like, well, no, that is a good thing, but you need to be focusing on this first before you jump over here because of like, you know, a, B and C. And they're just like, Oh, okay. Well that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, like you're already jumping ahead to like some advanced thing that like uh, like a grip on your on your bench press when you don't when you don't even know how to like engage your lats properly or pack your shoulders properly like that's not gonna help you like you need to be able to pack your shoulders properly and all this stuff before you start working on leg drive before you start working on um like different aspects of benching or squatting or like things like that like there, are, there you need to understand the basics first so that you can build upon that it's the same thing with eating as well you got to understand the basics first before you start building upon that. Like if you're not eating enough protein, if you're not eating enough calories, then why are you trying to supplement like with with uh, uh, with greens or something? Well, actually a green supplement would be good for you. But you understand what I'm saying, like like a fat burner or something like that. Like it's not going to really do much or obsessing about supplements, like obsessing about getting creatine, obsessing about uh, about getting like certain, I don't know, muscle building supplement or whatever. I don't know what they have out there, like SARMs or some crap like that. So like first get your eating down, first understand how your body is going and, and using and utilizing those those foods and how your body feels on it and what what's good for you, and what's not. And then you can start building upon that. So that's why you got to just be careful with that. And also to compliancy. Compliancy is key. So I want to talk about this just for a second. So I follow a few coaches on Instagram and stuff like that, because once again, I like to see people win. I like to see other coaches do things and it's interesting. There's this one person that I follow. Actually, it's a group, this group that I follow that coaches people. And like when they do transformations and stuff like that, they interview their clients and they say like, what contributed to your success? Like they'll name like three or four or five things, depending on what that is. And one of the things that is consistent in there is tracking food. They all say, track your food a hundred percent. Now, once again, that's not saying that you have to be perfect, but you have to track your food. You have to try. You have to understand how much is going into your body. I was explaining this to another client too the other day. Is like your body is an adaptive machine. It adapts to everything. If you don't give it the environment it needs to adapt to or what you want it to adapt to consistently and enough, 
it won't adapt to it. It wants to stay where it is. It's comfortable. If you don't give it enough adaptation, enough stimulus, enough of the environment for it to adapt, for it to lose weight, for it to build muscle, for it to whatever, then it's not going to. You have to give it the environment enough times, at least 80% of the time, for it to change. Yes, you have to do that. Anyways, uh, that's enough of my ranting. But uh, I hope I hope that gets something like you get something out of that. Like tracking your food is not for is not to to develop an eating disorder. It's to create awareness, and it's one of the building blocks to be able to intuitively eat and understand your body and understand the signals it's giving you. And then also to be careful with who you take advice from. One of the biggest things, uh, if you can tell if you're hiring a good coach or not is if they ask you this question or they say this statement, right? You you start asking questions, you start saying things, and then they res- their response is, it depends. That's a good coach because it does depend. It does depend on so many different things. It depends on uh, who you are as a person. It depends on your past. It depends on your present. It depends on your future. It depends on your life. It depends on your work. It depends on your relationships. It depends on what you like to eat. It depends on your eating schedule. It depends on so many different things which is why it's it's very frustrating to just see these people just give generic advice because it's not going to help. There's a reason why there are fitness professionals. There's a reason why we have jobs. There's a reason why the coaches are there is because they understand how to apply it to people's lives and not just throw generic crap out to you. And that's it. There's always a reason. Anyways, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> hey, I, I hope you got something out of that. Uh, track your food. Be careful with, with uh, who you take advice from. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, but please, if you have any questions on this or like if you have certain uh, comments or once again, questions on tracking your food or just advice that you are being given and you want to run it by me or or anything like that, please reach out to me. Like my Facebook is Jesse Milburn. My Instagram is Jesse Milburn Fit. Um, I have a fitness group. It's called Building Legacies Through Fitness, and it's all about that. So if you have any questions you need answered or you just want to ask the community, you can go in there and ask that. Or I just shared a post, too, about wins. Like Sharing your wins is super important because not only is it good for you to like voice your wins, it's also good... For other people to see it, it inspires people to see. Like if you're like uh, Brian, he's been doing great with posting in there. He's he's been actively trying to lose some weight, and he's doing it. And he's also been crushing his mile times. He's getting it down to under eight minutes now. Like every day, it seems like he's posting in there. Like his his times are doing great. And so him doing that is also showing. Like it inspires me to see that, and I'm sure it inspires other people to see that as well because people are progressing, and so are we. So it's it's camaraderie. That's what it's about. And so posting and sharing your wins is a big part of that. So if you have wins that you want to share, do it in the group. Like that's where it is. Like I'm going to comment it on it. People are going to see it. People are going to comment it. People are going to be more inspired by it and be able to do it as well. And so wins, like that's a big thing as well that we do in that group wins. Uh, Once again, asking questions, support, whatever it is that you need in your health and fitness journey. That's what it's there. And we're going to be there for you. Once again, it's building legacies through fitness. And so uh, that's it for this podcast, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I actually plan on doing a little bit of a different type of podcast here a little bit. I want to do more of lifestyle versus just health and fitness because uh, health and fitness is just part of a healthy, well, just a life. And I also want to talk about just more young adult things about what we're going through in our 20s and 30s, uh, struggles that we're going through and just things of that nature 
Um, I think it'll be really good. Plus, it'll open up to more guests that can come on here and talk about their journey, their experience, what their struggles with, how they overcame it, things of that nature. I think it'll just be more beneficial for everybody. And it'll just be interesting to really have conversations with those people. I, I enjoy that. And so, um, anyways, I'm going to end it. I hope you all enjoyed everything. If you have any questions, please reach out to me and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.